Hello and welcome to the Wood Floor Podcast, a podcast for flooring professionals, contractors, retailers, and anyone that's connected to the flooring industry. We deep dive into the lives of flooring professionals, new and old, contractors, meeting the big boss, and also experiences we found that may be valuable to you as a listener. On this week's show, we've got Alex from Lecol. Welcome to podcast, Alex. Um, first and probably most important question, who is Alex Jeekins? Well, apart from being a, an ageing, uh, salad-dodging ex-contractor, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I've had my own sanding business for 20 years. I think you're probably aware of that. Um, and yeah, listen, I've, I've fancied a new challenge, essentially, as you know. So, which... Um, Leads me on to the next question. I well, you'd probably ask me anyway, but I suppose yeah. Essentially, what I'm getting at is you've been is, in tw- twenty years as twenty a, years, what? twenty twenty years in the sanding, primarily, and probably about twenty percent of that was installs and things like that. So, and how did how did it start originally? How did you go from? Oh God! Like, uh, how did you start? Did you work for someone else, or did you set up on your I own? Did. How did that no, work out? Um, I started with a pal of mine that I used to go to school with. Um, yeah. I'd always been in retail uh, since I'd left school. Um, you know, fifteen, I'd sold cars, I'd sold furniture, I'd sold beds, etc., etc., etc. Had enough of the nine to five grind of sitting in a shop and not sometimes not selling stuff day on day, day in day out, and um, kind of had a bit of an epiphany and thought I want to head somewhere else with this. And a pal of mine used to have a sanding company, so. Okay. Long story short, I went to work with him on and off for about 18 months, two years. Um, then I went traveling for a year, came back, had a bit of a, well, I need to change my life up a bit. And um, yeah, and then basically I set up what was originally Simply Sanding with my part, uh, ex-business partner, yeah. and uh, which then carried on for a few years. We parted ways quite amicably. And uh, yeah, and then I just carried on going on building it essentially till 2000, well, uh, middle of last year, essentially. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I managed to get through COVID. Um, yeah, you know, listen, I'm coming up for nearly 50 next year. So yeah. I'm, I'm 50 next year. And uh, yeah, just a fancy to change, so to speak. With And so you've completely... But has, has the belt sander gone? And as the you know, as the... It, it, the best answer I can give you, they was vultures round a uh, a pile of meat on the floor. It was everyone was circling. So, uh, but yeah, listen, um, I was always a pro Legler person, and you know, listen, we all know how good Legler machines are. Um, you know, I have got a couple of bits. I'm still. I'm not plugging this, by the way. I still haven't got a couple of bits that I want to sell. But, um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's they were pretty quick to go, to be honest with you. As you know, in everything in uh, this year, everything's gone up and through the roof. So it's, uh, yeah. So the so, decision was made, everything was sold, and then you've joined yeah. Lecol UK. I have indeed. Um, brilliant. So your take on who is Lecol UK? Because I believe, I think, one of the good reasons to uh, for for Duncan and Fraser to acquire you as part of the team was, I think you were very much using all their products from what I exactly, understand. Um, exactly, exactly. Uh, you give yeah. us uh, your take on that. Well, yeah, I mean, look, 
you know, I mean, listen, I've been using Lakehole, Wackhole stuff for a long time, not so much with the levelers, you know, that's something I've learned coming in. Um, I always knew uh, the practical element of it, but never did it. So, but, you know, when it came to the sanding, I'd been through all the usual suspects with lacquers, abrasives, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, Duncan came along, you know, and the Loba, I think, I think WFA were one of the first to bring in Loba, I think, from memory, because I remember Richard uh, giving me a tub of it. And then, you know, it just, the relationship with Laco grew from there. You know, I moved on to Loba products. You know, they are pretty foolproof. And I'm obviously going to say that anyway. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you paid but, to say it now. <laughs> no, I am paid to say that, to be fair. But yeah, but the honest answer is, you know, it was a great fit for me. You know, yep. it's, you know, their primers, uh, their lacquers, their range of lacquers, essentially. Um, you know, I wheeled out as a contractor with them. I wheeled out their pro colours. I wheeled out impact oil with them. You know, they, you know, Duncan and Fraser are great at talking about and selling the products, but, you know, they could do the talk, but sometimes they needed someone to do the walking for them, which was yeah. me, essentially. So, uh, which was a good fit. And essentially, that's where it all came about. So... And what's the biggest um, changes you've had to make sort of professionally, emotionally on um, running your own business out on the tills, dealing with Mrs. Jones to now being out, I won't say in a suit because I can't think you're in a suit. No, definitely hands not. On, I'm not um, but out seeing a completely different like customer base. How, how have you adapted to that yourself? Um, to give Lakehold credit, um, I started in November last year and they gave me two months to, you know, kind of bid in, I suppose, is the best answer I can give you. Um, you know, the real plus point I had is obviously I know Richard and Ricky and all the guys down at Wood Floors. And, you know, so I was in with them already. Um, yep. But I think what took me the more time than anything is that, you know, again, going the, the talking, the walking element of things, you know, I could, I could talk the talk, walk the walk, but then my end user changed. And that's what took me the time to, I suppose, recalibrate my brain into, you know, I'm not talking to, as you say, Mrs. Jones about her floors. I'm now talking to contractors that are going to use our products or Mrs. Jones floors or under her floors. So it's, that's the thing that I, it took me a while to get my head around. If that makes sense. It was a, um, yeah, uh, a bit of doubt in there from time to time, but you know, I kind of look at myself now. I'm what ten months into this, and yeah. uh, I'm a completely different person to who I was ten months ago. Um, you know, I suppose my plus point is is I have got that contractor's background. Yeah, but go going to see like now my clients, which are contractors. You know, I'm a rep essentially that has been there and done it, got the t-shirt, made the mistakes. And, you know, I can guide them where they want to go with things, you know, and, you know, having my own business, I can always talk to them to, about upsells and all kinds of things like that, you know, and procedures with sanding, uh, you know, tacking, water popping, because a lot of people don't do that still. So it is things that I've done in the past where, you know, they've kind of gone, oh, I never thought of that. And we could do this or do that. And yeah, it's been great. It's been great. But that's that's the the thing that I've it's taken me a while to do. Um, I'm, I mean, the wacko element of stuff, um, you know, that took me, I don't know, I think I did. I, yeah, it's probably about five or six uh, runs with contractors to get it down, so to speak. Um, yeah. You know, but then obviously talking about 
you know, surface tensions and relative humidity. And I've had, that's the thing I've had to learn over time. Uh, yeah. And obviously talking about our primers, uh, levelers, uh, adhesives, et cetera, et cetera. You know, although I did use them, I always used to stay at the higher end because it was always better. But some people don't want to stay higher end. They want to go lower end. So, you know, I've got to give people their, <laughs> you know, what they want, I suppose. Um, but with a view that they might want to go a little bit more expensive with it, I don't know. But that's how I always worked. I always looked at what was the best out there and I used it. So, yeah, no, but, the- but that the recalibration for me was a bit that took the time i think is the honest answer but that's now now settled down nearly nearly a year in nearly a 12 month anniversary i am i am yes yeah i've yeah. I've, I've gone through my um probation so to speak and everybody <laughs> seems happy so that's the main thing so uh so yeah i'm in i'm happy and you know what it's um i don't want to sound like i feel like a sales rep now but i i don't i know i am a contractor at heart yeah. um but the fact of the matter is, is I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm just attacking, attacking the industry from a, just a 90 degree different angle. So. so with that in mind and from your experience and now speaking to a completely different clientele, mm-hmm. what do you think the biggest challenge in the flooring industry right now that everyone is facing? Uh, the biggest challenge is essentially raw material, material issues. You know that it's, you know, everyone's struggling for raw materials. You know, they have gone through the roof. Um, it's the wild west, essentially, yeah. uh, you know, and we as a company have tried to keep a cap on it. I think we've done pretty well so far. You know, we've had, we have had a slight price hikes this year, but it's inevitable. So it's, I mean, that's more so where I think, and, you know, it's, <laughs> That is plain and simple. I think, you know, we want to keep it to a minimum, but things do need to go up. It's as easy as that. So, Um, When you're a contractor, and obviously I'm completely on the same camp as um, using higher materials, high Mm. margin to make, you know, work work less, earn more by doing a better job. Um, I wish I'd known known that 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But anyway, but anyway, different story. But when it was, uh, yeah, in your last few years, I'd say, um, you know, to really yeah. sort of focus on on that higher end client. Yeah. But now yeah. the prices are going up, which no one can really control. No, How are you still acquiring the right clients um, in the sanding business um, and use the right products that you thought were top top banana? Yeah. How did you do that when you were a contractor? I, I, th- I think from my point of view is because I was – I, I think I'm quite knowledgeable. I mean, some people might tell me different, but, you know, because I was quite knowledgeable and, you know, I, I am that kind of infectious person, you know, when I get to know someone and, you know, it goes back to what I was saying before that, you know, I can talk the hind legs off donkey, but if I can back that up, then, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. It's, yep. you know, but then I used to find with people, you know, it's knowing I, I, where I was, I thought I was good at is that, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat everything that I did. So although I'd give them a lot of positives, I'd also give them a couple of negatives as well. Because what I didn't want to be doing is if we got through something and I'd say, look, well, you know, if you wanted to gap fill the floor over time, it might come out. So I would tell people that, you know, and obviously temperature makes a difference when you gap fill, everything like that. So, you know, it's just various things, the cause and effects of certain things on staining and, you know, where people might want to go. And I think that's where the knowledge went well for me. Um, you know, and then I got more into the science of abrasives and got to understand lacquers a lot more and things like and oils. And I think for me, you know, I could guide people. Um, but then 
as you know, I'd never say to them, I think you should do that because if yep. they don't like it after it's finished, it's then becomes your fault. Yes. So, as we all know. So I kind of got to that point where, you know, I'd lay it all in front of them and say, look, if it costs me an extra day into the job where I'm putting some stains down or a lacquer sample or an oil sample or whatever they liked, you know, with paint, you know, you name it, I've done it. Um, at least that choice was their choice. Yeah. Yeah. I was never one to push people. You know, I would offer my opinion, but I would say the bottom line is, is your choice. I can't, you know, and you've probably seen it yourself when you've been in, listen, you've been in people's houses and you've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith talking about colour. Uh, I like this, she likes that. And it just ends up in a bum fight, which I don't want to be in the middle of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I would say to them, choose your colour. You know, we'd leave it down overnight. You can see it in natural light. You can see it in artificial light. You know, it's it gives them a feel for where they're going to go with it. And from that point of view, the decisions as they were going through were the fact that they were all their decisions, not mine. I was yeah. just there to provide a service to them, but it was a good service, you know, turn up promptly, you know, all the vans are sign written, you know, everything else that went with it. it. It looked like the one thing I found with my business, and I did have two guys working for me, is everyone thought I was, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, a franchise. Franchise, I yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't, but I just had that air of... Um, professionalism. Professionalism, I think. Yep. Is the I for that. So, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know, yourself. it's all about branding, product placement, everything else that goes with it. And people knew with what I did that it was good. You know, I live uh, in uh, Great Dumbo in Essex, it's a very small town. Everyone yeah. knows each other up here, but then I knew all the builders in the area. They all knew me, you know, and if I was to turn up and say to them, look, I'm doing something, um, I'm sanding the floors, you know, am I allowed to talk to your, your end user? You know, when I discuss it all with them, but they used just to give me free reign because at the end of the day, they could build, you know, yeah. which I'll never be able to do. I'm there to sand their floors. So I'd like people to be involved and I like to discuss it with the builder, you know, and that's what people enjoy because the fact I knew the ins and outs of it. And, you know, it's, you know, I was always accommodating with builders, carpenters, whoever I had to be, I was always just quite happy to say, look, if you're doing this, I can do another room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I used to build fail safes in where I used to like leave it on a penultimate coat of lacquer or one coat of oil, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And just, you know, from that point of view, everyone was happy. So it's just made life a lot easier. So I think the, the key word is anyone looking for, for that advice of how to get that higher value yeah. uh, is, again, what we, we teach here at Cockler Goys is basic professionalism. Just yes. be professional. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Um, so in the time you were on the tools, this might be yep. a double barrel no, question. Um, what is the biggest mess up you've ever done, both <laughs> in <laughs> sanding and in your new job? Uh, uh, fortunately in my new job i'll ask the second one first uh i've not dropped a testicle yet so quite fortunately so but listen i've only been in 10 months so give me time give me time time. i'm sure i'll make a mistake somewhere um i think um what as as in biggest mistake as in Business-wise or at yeah, someone's house? Yeah, business-wise or, or in someone's house. Have you flooded anyone's house? Have you put the um, wrong colour down? What, what, you know, what? Right. I'll give you two answers to that because you've asked, you've, you've put two things there. I think the biggest mistake I ever did um, is probably expanding too quickly. I think hand on heart. Um, yeah. I, you know, I was running a good business, but I think the problem I had, you know, and 
you know, I did employ friends, which can always end badly, as we all know. Um, yeah. But I think the thing is, for me, is I always made sure that they were happy. And so the problem I was finding is I was working for the business rather than the business working for me. Right, yeah. Um, and, you know, to a certain extent, until, you know, the world went mad and we got COVID and Brexit, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, I didn't realise that, I suppose. You know, the, the business was making money, um, yeah. but it was not making loads of money or not loads of money, but it wasn't making a good profit. And okay. and I think from my point of view then, once we got over the first hurdle of COVID and I reasonably began, got back to work, I you know, I got back into it. I was on my own. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't deny that. And the business became profitable again, which made me realize that, you know, and even my friends said to me, you know, after like a month of being back, they said, you're a different person. You know, all the stresses of worrying of, 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 of people management and, um, you know, job sheets and everything else that goes with it. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't miss that at all. I didn't miss that. And I think it was, uh, is it Ben from Black Duck? Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the, I listened to that the other day and he, you know, he is saying what I was doing, you know, yeah. it is, you know, people don't see that fact that you're sitting either on the, in the office or on the sofa till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night so, yeah. doing estimates for people working out prices. Blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, that's the thing when it was just yeah. me, I could go to work, listen to the radio, argue with Nick Ferrari or Jer- Jeremy Vine or whatever I want to do. And yeah. I was happy. I was happy because it was just me that I was looking after. So um, to answer your second, first question now, um, I think the worst one I'd done um, is I'd done a fate, and you know, you, it's always the favours you do for people to go wrong. Uh, yes, yes. Um, always. Uh, I'll cut a very long story short. Uh, I had a friend of mine that I used to do a all his sanding work. Um, they'd uh, bought the timber from WFA. Uh, someone else had fitted it. Etc. Yeah. Etc. I've gone down to this, I don't know, three, four million pound house down in Kent. Uh, beautiful place, 70 square meter room. You know, due diligence. I said to them, you know, how was the floor fitted? It is it's underfloor heating? Has it been screeded? Yes. Is, you know, blah. They, they told me everything had been done to the letter. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously set my plunge saw, cut down the sides, and I said to him, look, I said, shall I? Um, I'll just create rather than cutting this entire board out, I'll cut out. Uh, I'll put a butt joint halfway along. Yeah. So anyway, so got my uh, my uh, multi-tool on it, as we do. Taped it at 20 mil, so I knew I wouldn't wash it. And, you know, sometimes when you get to a corner, you just need to push it a little bit. Yeah. I think you know what I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so, so anyway, cue a 70 square metre room, lose its entire contents of water. Oh, uh, yes. um, fortunately, the guy who was looking after the house for uh, the couple that had gone on holiday was a brother and he was a plumber. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, so long story short, everything got turned off, but it was an element. They had to dig out a bit of the screed, uh, put some compression joints on there. And then I, I mean, fortunately for me, the house was being sold. So it yeah. was an element. He didn't care. Um, but, you know, we just think oh, I had to leave it a couple of weeks to dry out. We had, I had hoovers, the humidifiers, everything else in there. But at the end of the day, as much as it wasn't my fault, it was. And I couldn't, I had to hold my hands up to it. So you had the tool in your hand. So yeah. Uh... But, but the, but the, 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 the what's the expression? Um, uh, the silver lining was he was a wholesale butcher. And right. obviously I didn't get paid for doing it. 
but um, I actually got two massive tomahawk steaks out of it, which were very oh, nice. Plus pay, plus pay. <laughs> yeah, but, but a very stressful two weeks because I had, um, I had obviously with my liability insurance, I just didn't want to use it. You no. know, it was just one of those ones. But he was absolutely fine, a guy. But I think that was my biggest mistake in someone's house. Listen, we've all nailed pipes when we're doing floorboards and oh. stuff like that, but they can be rectified. But this was a bigger one, which could have been disastrous, if I'm honest. But uh, fortunately, I got out of it scot-free. Well, that's right. Yeah, I've bit, certainly seen some interesting ones. Yeah, there. A bit of dented pride, but um, yeah, but I did get out of it because essentially it wasn't under a screed. It was it was floated on an acoustic underlay, and the pipes were over slightly over the top of the uh, screed itself. Lovely. So there you go. Listen, well, I love yeah. it. Right. So since you have been part of the team at Lecol, um, has Duncan got his hand in his pocket and has? What investments have they done to better their service in your eyes? Um, I think the, I think you know the bottom line is how they've improved their source uh, their uh, their service is resources is me essentially you know yeah. I mean you've got Fraser he covers the uh, like the south the southwest um, Duncan tends to cover the uh, the Midlands and distribution and whatnot and you know. Whereas they were over that side of the country, I'm this side of the country, so I'm covering Norfolk, Suffolk, Essex, Kent, um, and obviously London. Um, So, you know, yes, you know, that's the, and I've obviously the investment into me as well, you know, that's time and money. I've had a lot of, you know, I've been to seminars, et cetera, cetera, all that various stuff to learn various things. Um, But yeah, I mean, Duncan does put his hands in his pocket. I can't deny it. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, as long as there's a curry and a beer involved somewhere. Well, there was last night to be fair. I'm not going to lie there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't turn that down. No, um, exactly that. And what is next for the team now? Now you're on board and, um, what's next for the UK? Um, I mean, I think for us primarily is, is educating people. Okay. You know, I mean, we have we've got various courses going on at the moment, which I can talk about or not talk about. It's entirely up to you. Um, I was you know, my question was, how are you going to do that? So, how are you going to educate um, the wood floor industry? Well, I think I think for us primarily is what mainly Fraser and I do is we go out and see contractors. Right. You know, and you know whether it be subfloor prep leveling, um, you know adhesives, uh, or finishes. You know whether it be lacquers, oils, or whatever they want. You know we like to go out and do live on-site demos with people. You know okay. we we do tend to give free demos up to a certain square meterage. So you know, so it is an element of that we can go out to people and say, right, hey, look, you know we do a fantastic lacquer, we do this, we do that, you know, and we can work with them. You know, yeah. and it's not an element. I know, obviously, it is free, but then we give them the backup afterwards, and that's the thing that's been really key. Um, I mean, it came more so when Fraser originally started, but um, you know, that is the thing: is getting out on site and doing it live. Um, you know, I suppose what we try and do is be is be good friends and be that person if they need a bit of help or you know need the lacquer in two hundred square meters and there's just one person doing it. We try and help them. We try and do it. You know, it's uh, we just. Um, how can I put it? Um, I, I'm trying to put a, a good spin on this. <laughs> you know, I think we try and be not their best friend, but we try and be as helpful as we can. I think yeah, support. You know, and, support. Yeah. And we build good relationships. You know, uh, Fraser's, you know, he, he deals uh, primarily with KHR um, yeah. and uh, flooring sales. And, you know, he, he brings 
a lot of contractors love him. You know, I'm the same as him. We're both infectious guys, you know, <laughs> and we'll always, sorry, that sounds really wrong, but you know where I'm going with it. What I'm yeah. trying to say is, is that we do try and help as much as we can. It's, um, you know, and that's how we like to, to work essentially. And it does work, you know, it's, I can't deny it. So what's, what's your favorite products to demo if you had to choose? Well, you know, I'm going to say all of them. Um, if I'm honest with you, uh, listen, I think I can get, I'm going to give you two answers to this. Um, you know, cause I think, as you know, we do the connected system, uh, which is obviously the wacko element and a lower element yeah. um, on the wacko side of it is our leveling. No one comes close to it in my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got our MS 330, which is a single part saline polymer. You know, it is a one coat system. It's no isocyanates. I'm sorry, I'm going to sound very pitchy here, but I'm being entirely honest with you. You know, it's drying an hour. You know, yep. you can prime over the top of that and level in the same day. Yeah. You know, it is it's such a good uh, system. You know, and you know, I'm not going to start talking about other competitors or anything like that. But it's a quick system as well. Yeah, no, I, mean, I would agree. I mean, I'm not one to yeah. blow blow smoke. No, no. Um, but I mean, I've I've used three thirty uh, many times, um, yeah. and since Duncan gave me a tub, just ah, oh, just uh, give it a go. Give give this a go for yeah. um, yeah. you know, for for some of our customers, and and just generally when it came out, it was like, it's well, a, it can't be that good. And then is, uh, I can't think of a better one, you know. And I'd be is. quite happy to say, well, it's nearly as good as this, but I. As far as I know, there isn't another product that dries exactly as quick, um, you know, and looks looks like an epoxy. I yeah. know it's not chemically an epoxy, no, but if no, you were no, had no. your eyes shut and were looking, it looks to the same quality and um, body of yeah. an epoxy, and it and then it looks like it will never dry in a million yeah. miles. Oh, it does, it does. Um, but it, it's yeah, it it does dry. So yeah, yeah I'm not going to. I mean, blow no, smoke, but it is an awesome I mean, look, product. I mean, listen, if, if I go back two or three hours, we've just done a demo with a guy uh, over in Hemel Hempstead. Um, you know, he's uh, he's an LVT fitter. He's got into the wood game, et cetera, now. And obviously explaining how it all works. Um, you know, it is an element of, I mean, there was admittedly four of us there today. I mean, I was mixing. Uh, Duncan was ferrying stuff around. And then we had him levelling in there. And, you know, we had we got there. I think we started priming at 8.30, 8, 8.30. Yeah, uh, and we—it was only—I mean, admittedly, it was twenty-five square meters, but we was uh, washed up and stuff in the car around about eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So what, what does that tell you? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a great product. This is what I suppose what I'm getting at is is the listen. There's loads of different levelers out there. There's loads of different primers out there. But as far as I'm aware, this is the only one on the market that does that. It's as, yeah. it's as easy as that. So if you had to say to me, what is my favourite product? on that side of thing, without doubt, the MS330 and all the bits that go with it. But if I had to answer you on finishes, um, and I think Fraser's going to shoot me down for this because I know he's got an easy finish, but he he, he loves the easy finish, which you do, which is a single part lacquer. Yeah. Um, I love the Loba Supra. I think that is one of the best products I've ever seen. I've rolled out some lacquers in my time, but that is just purely different level absolute different level for me it's uh it you know yeah i, I can't this like ceramic course it's, cera- it's, it's a ceramic one it's a ceramic yeah. one never um, used it. it it honestly different level uh i mean the plus point it has it has come down a bit this year which is good um but you know if you wanted something that was a perfect 10 on chemical uh, resistance abrasion everything else it is supra 
You know, it's, uh, I mean, listen, we all remember the PV67, how bulletproof that is. Um, you know, this is a VOC compliant <laughs> equivalent. Yeah. That's how I could look at it. Don't burn your eyes or anything like that. So, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, if, if that's for me, I'd always say Supra. Yeah, there is other products there, but for me, I love Supra. Fantastic. So we're going to go into a bit of a fun round again, so people get to know you a bit. Um, so if people want to, you know, do get a demo done or find out information, they can yeah. maybe take the piss out of you on some of these I questions, or, or just to get to, you know, add a bit of interest. So, um, in no particular order, um, McDonald's or Burger King, and why? Well, judging by my weight at the moment, I would say either, because um, <laughs> uh, obviously being off the tools for ten months has taken its toll. Um, um, if, and I'm actually going to agree, I can't remember who said it, but if I had a choice, McDonald's chips and Burger King burgers. Nice. Good choice. I think I might have to start changing this as well. I might even add in five guys cause that what, might take what, a different what, level to what, the podcast. Do the next one. Why don't you change it into pizzas or something like that? Yeah. That I think we're going to have to, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be boring the old McDonald's, um, sunbathing or skiing. Uh, honestly, for me, sunbathing. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything better than just kicking back on the beach with a book and just chilling. It's as easy as that. Uh, my, I do love skiing, but unfortunately, after 20 years doing what I've done and playing uh, inline hockey, my knees have just said enough. Uh, so for, for me, skiing, as much as I'd love to do it, it's probably the worst thing I could possibly do now. So, uh, And then, as we all know, as we get older, we don't bounce. So no, no, definitely not. So yeah, definitely, definitely sunbathing. Real. And beer or wine? Um Time. I've no, I do you know what? I'm at that age where, as you know, you tend to get heartburn and <laughs> all the things <laughs> that start to affecting you as you get older. Um for me, wine is I'd 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 have to say hand on heart, I'd have to say wine i'm not gonna lie well i don't like the hangovers that come with it but i'd say wine and double barrel question again uh your dream floor if you could choose any floor and what floor have you got fitted to the ground floor of your house yeah, well, there's a story to this actually um uh, well i can answer that in, in both those questions in one go Brilliant. um I've got hair. I love herringbone. Always love variation. It's just, it's for me, it's great. I mean, I live in a 500 year old house. Um, so um, it, it was, it was befitting to the house, I suppose. Okay. Um, and I'd bought uh, all reclaimed blocks. Uh, I bought some 30 mil blocks off. Uh, and I might ramble a bit here, but it'll all become apparent. Um, I bought some 30 mil blocks off a guy, like the tapered ones, like the old fashioned ones I used to put in a church before they put tons and grooves in them. Yeah. And uh, I got him to sh shave them down and cut them in half. So I doubled up on the square meatage and, you know, turned them into battens essentially. Um, and uh, they were pitch pine as well, obviously, as most churches are, uh, or Douglas fir. And, yep. and anyway, long story short is I bought these off a guy over in um, South Wooden Ferries. Anyway, so I had them all done, etc. Now, my cousin lives in Canada. And I was talking to my cousin about a month later, and she said, did you buy some old parquet floor recently? And I went, yeah. She went, you're going to have to bear with me for this. And I was like, and... It, basically where those blocks came from, they came from her daughter's boyfriend's mum's house. Right. Okay. 
<laughs> so it's, I know it sounds a bit wasset, but yeah. And so basically they're all installed in my house. Yeah. Uh, I have, I'm the arch typical car mechanic. They look absolutely dreadful, my floors at the moment. So uh, I am going to have to do them at some point. So, but as you know, it's, it's one of those things that gets left <laughs> and left. So I don't want to be sanding at weekends. So, um, and the uh, the finish of choice is going to be Supra, by the obviously, yeah, obviously. it will be, it yeah. will be when I get around to it. But uh, it will definitely be Supra. So, but then I don't think I'm going to have the final shout on that. I think that's going to be a management decision. So, <laughs> we'll see. Um, tea and coffee. Which one? Coffee. 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 Yeah, same as me. And tonight, if you won ten million pounds, what would you spend it on? Now there's a question. Mm. Um, what would I spend ten million pound on? I do you know what I, I I don't think my life would change that much. I, I don't have an extravagant lifestyle. Is the honest answer. Um, you know, I mean, I've got teenagers, so like I, I walk around in Primardi uh, t-shirts and you know Matalan and stuff like that, where they're all wearing, now wearing all the expensive stuff. So I don't have extravagant extravagances. I think if I won ten million pounds, I'd still carry on what I'm doing, but I think I'd. I don't know. I'd probably get into buying a few properties here and there and just doing stuff like that. I think, you know, but still carry on doing what I'm doing. I don't want, I love what I do, you know, and this is why I'm still in the industry. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, might, I might retire a bit earlier, but as it stands, I don't think much will change to be honest with you. And uh, are you a car guy? Would you upgrade the car? What, what would be the dream car? No, you're uh, you're asking the wrong person this because this could be a very very long podcast if you want the full. <laughs> um, listen, I'm fortunately married to a petrol head, right. so I do get free reign on cars. I can't deny it. Um, but um, my dream car, a usable supercar for me, would either be a new nine eleven turbo, yeah, GT four RS RS or something like that. Or maybe uh, maybe the new Skyline, the R35 or whatever it's called, one of those. I think that would be perfect for me. I don't want I, – I, I wouldn't want to worry about a car if I kept leaving it in places, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and would yeah. you have anything to sit in the garage with, if you're married to a petrol head? Is this something that you would just use I've, on a Sunday? I've already got that. I've got a mo- two motorbikes. Ah. Uh. So, well, so your wheels off and uh... no, yeah, no. I've got a, I've got one that sits outside the house and another one that sits in my unit that I commute into London if I'm uh, doing anything or dropping stuff off in tractors. So it suits me quite well that. So, so yeah, so yeah, I've got all that. So yeah, I think I I think I'm well. What's it on the uh, on the car front? To be honest with you, um, and you know my wife's still the same now. She drives around in a uh, uh, a BMW like high-powered diesel one so uh, she's happy i'm happy yeah and, uh, and i am particularly bad at getting bored of cars so i mean i'm talking like 18 months two years and i'm usually bored and oh. we've managed to keep this one nearly four years now so it is saying something it is a good car so i'm i'm on the same as that but i i used to last 12 months around 18 uh i now thing. deliberately sign myself into a business lease yeah um so i can't escape um <laughs> to uh, nip out on a Sunday and just, well, I can yeah. get a deal on this, but yeah. Yeah, so but, I, yeah but we all sit on Auto Trader and all the other all the other websites and look at eBay and whatnot. <laughs> We're all guilty of doing it. It's, uh, you know, we always look at property, but I'm 
I'm always obsessing about a certain car because it does this, does that. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm just getting to the point now. Where I'm realizing, you know, what we got is brilliant, and I think now, and I'm, if my wife ever listens to this, she's probably going to stare at me. Um, <laughs> I, I will possibly run this BMW into the ground because it is such a good car, and I can't think of anything to replace it with. Is the honest answer. No. So, uh, but we shall see. <laughs> yeah, I think the, there's all the exciting ones are sort of getting uh, torn down a bit or made electric. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I listen, I, I ran an electric, uh, uh, oh, I can't even remember what it's called, a Cupra. Cupra yeah. for, and uh, it's a good, it is a good car, but it's the problem I've got is for the last 20 years, I've driven around in a van. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not used to having so little space. So uh, fortunately, it's a, it's a temporary one and uh, I have my uh, next vehicle on order. So uh, what have you gone for? Um, well, again, it could be a long story, but essentially I've uh, gone for an Azuzu uh, D-Max crew what? cab. Is that a pickup? Pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So is, yeah. And listen, uh, as you probably know, it's going to become a marketing tool. So for, for like old UK. So yeah, that's the we- plan. You can sling the screed in the back and the dust doesn't get into the front of the cab. You got it. You got it. You got it. And uh, yeah, listen, it's, I spent 20 years, uh, as I say, driving in more agricultural vehicles, so to speak. So, um, you know, it's a work, it's a work vehicle at the end of the day. Um, And obviously the, uh, the company car tax is a bit less anyway, which is even better. So yeah. Commercial. Um, So who, are your ideal clients and how do people get in contact with you and the boys? Um, um, the, the, the easy answer is, um, sorry, just run that first question through me again. Sorry. So it, it's who is the ideal client? So you're looking for contractors, retailers, wholesalers, who are you looking for right now to speak to? Um, and uh, how do they get in contact with you guys? Right. Well, the easy answer is to that is distribution element is Duncan. It's I, I am purely here to talk to contractors. Um, you know, the perfect contractor for me is someone who listens plain and simple. Um, you know, I see too many builders over the years that are trying to encompass magnesite floors with PVA and you've, you've probably seen it all yourself. It's just, sometimes you just kind of think, Oh my God, you know, but, it's, I like, you know, a prime example, I saw a guy today, LVT fitter, um, you know, and he just got it. He understood it. You know, he understands, you know, the element of why our primer does this, why the gritty primer does that, why the leveler did, does this. You know, they're, they're the perfect people. They right. are absolutely perfect people for us, you know. But then we do like to go out to other people because obviously people have their own specific brands that they like, you know, and I'm, um, some of them are really really good but i think what we try to say to people is is that look you know we're not as big as some of the other ones but what we do there is nothing that comes close to it plain and simple you know it is such a good product plain and simple so it's and i will say that anyway but you know and this but that this has been me being a contractor for 20 years and now going into lake hole uk and seeing how well engineered the wacko system is and seeing how well engineered the Loba system is. It is very, very good. It's, uh, yeah. So uh, how do they get in contact with well, you? On, um, so distributions, Duncan, for the for the bigger players, yeah, I'd say. I mean, contractors, look, run contra- me again, where you and Fraser, which areas right. do you cover? As, as a rule, Fraser covers uh, flooring sales and uh, KHR. 
Uh, I uh, is that I like do, South Course, basically? Yeah, yeah, pretty much there at Epsom Way, I believe. Uh, Florin Sales. Um, you know, obviously WFA is my area. Um, I've known Ricky and Richard for twenty years, so they know me inside and out, and uh, probably seen enough of me over the last ten months, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, and then you know, I cover North London, etc. You know, all the areas I've just basically said to you. Um, uh, you've got a. Uh, is it natural wood floors over in uh, Battersea? Uh, they do all our whack old products. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, if they need to get in contact with us, it's lakeholeuk.com. Um, all the phone numbers are on there. Usually in each uh, distribution point, there'll be uh, A5 flyers with all our phone numbers on there, catalogues, whatever they may need. But, you know, best answer is, is that a phone call doesn't cost you anything. And I'm not there yeah, I suppose I am there to sell you stuff. But bottom line is, is that we'd like to come out and come and see what you're doing. And then if we can help you anyway, we will. And does Duncan cover, I think he does, but uh, up north, yeah, heritage, um, heritage. So north, um, yeah. you know, we're up near Newcastle. Who's yeah. covering the north and Scotland? That's Duncan. Right, brilliant. Yeah, because well, Duncan's up north to me. <laughs> As opposed to you're you're right up north. I think is the Essex answer to that. <laughs> Pro- proper north, yeah. proper north, yeah. yeah. Well, that's brilliant, Alex. Uh, thank you so much for coming on so the podcast uh, and giving your view on things. It's uh, it's been great. Okay, lovely. Nice right. to speak to you. Cheers. Tada, mate. Thank you so much for listening to the Woodfork podcast. I've been your host, Tom. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.